Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Double H? You good, man? Yo, 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 man. What's happening, man? Big time, big time. Yeah, man. Coming at you for another little talking tactics, um, little thing, man. So, yeah, man. Yeah, well, ready to talk some football and ready to flow in, man. You know? Yeah, so, man. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I am Daniel Taluk. Yeah, I'm Double H. How folk? And we do this every Tuesday. Also, thank you to uh, Chris Millis from uh, the Punters Page for yeah, doing this last week. That was That was dope. Um, that he was able to come on and give us some insight. Um, so remember to follow him uh, at Chris M. M. Millis. Um, man, interesting week in the Premier League, I think. We had United, City, and Chelsea looking like they're setting themselves apart with the perfect starts. And if you look at the table, I was looking at the table, mm. and if, if you look at the goal difference or just like the goals scored and the goals against, I think that's exactly what everyone predicted at the beginning of the season. If if you look at those three teams, wait, 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 Man- you mean for Man City and and Man- City, Chelsea, and Manchester United. City have scored nine goals, mm. and they've conceded three. Chelsea have scored and, seven. Wait, how many of those goals were penalties for City? They've scored the <laughs> just because they're penalties doesn't mean they don't count. But no, just, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. Let me follow, man. Let me follow, let me because I, because I, I, I actually think it's like a really good point. Uh, Chelsea have scored seven and conceded two, and United have scored six and conceded one. So if if you all, if you look at just the goals that have been scored over the first three games, City have the best offense with a with like not great defense. United have a great defense just because Mourinho's there and he's bringing in kind of defensive solidarity, mm. and they're not as attacking even though they have you know the Zlatan Ibrahimovic's and Pogba's of the world, they're still not scoring as much as the others. And Chelsea are in the middle with Conte, who's bringing defensive stability, but also is letting his players uh, have a yeah, bit more freedom than Mourinho. So yeah. it, it's it's almost like 
what we think is going to happen is going to happen. It's going to be uh, City are going to be a, a rampant offensive team. United are going to be a little bit more pragmatic, but still win games. And Chelsea are going to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, more more balanced, you know, more measured. Yeah. So I just thought I just thought that's interesting that uh, that after three games that the table's already starting to take shape in that way. Who has impressed you more over the first three games of the season? Chelsea, United, or City? Or or is it too early to be impressed? For me, I think it's definitely too early to be impressed, but I think the the team which has surprised me the most has to be United. Because they were because they, they were the team that remember United were the team who came what um, fifth, who had so many issues with Van Hal, they and it just looked like if like how are you gonna because again City yeah they didn't they, they underachieved last season but they still have players they still have very good players and they still have like you know spending power all, all that crack um so yeah no hundred percent has to be United because I thought it would take longer for Mourinho to really get them into a groove but these guys they already have a groove already so early so. Definitely the most surprising guys, and I think even if they only scored six Gs, they've they've, they've deserved to score more. They've definitely deserved to score more. I'm leaning more impressed towards Chelsea, just based on and where they were last season. That's, that's a biased view, basically, because you're a Chelsea fan. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, no, it's a. Of course, it's a, it's a biased view. How can Chelsea impress you the most? That's a, Of course, that's a biased view. No, no, did, yeah. <laughs> You have to look at where they were last season, though. And I'm a Chelsea fan, but I'm not a crazy Chelsea fan. Like I have to be objective, you know? I told you, I don't have a club. I support Nigeria, so I'm fully objective. You can't be fully objective when it's known your team is Chelsea. You can't be fully objective with, with, with Chelsea. So by saying Chelsea, that is your tribalism <laughs> coming into it. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll explain why. I'll explain why. It was understood that Manchester United were underachieving last season. Actually, for the past three years, they've been underachieving, whether it's Moyes, whether it's Van Gaal, whomever. All they needed was a top-class manager. I mean, they won the league by 11 points with Ferguson and then ended up fifth and sixth. So it was obvious that all they needed was a managerial upgrade and some signings, and then they'd, they'd be okay. And Who, I guess... They, you're saying for him, Chelsea? No, no, United. That was understood. So as soon as they brought in Mourinho and got some signings, I mean, you'd expect them to be back, you know, looking competent. City, I don't know what happened to them last season. I don't know if they had a headache or, I don't know, they just fell off, you know? And, and maybe it was announcing that Pellegrini was leaving and Pep was coming in and that just kind of ruined their, their campaign. I don't know what was going on there. I thought that was kind of dumb, but uh, that just kind of scuttled their season. But Chelsea, they looked horrendous last year. Horrendous. It's like they forgot how to play football entirely. And then to come in, to this season, and you scrape two results against, I'm forgetting who they played. Who did they play? They played West Ham and wait, Watford. Wait, 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 Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, they played West Ham yeah, and yeah. Watford, and they barely won, won those six points, like Diego Costa getting like late goals in both instances. And then they didn't get it in Burnley, innit? I mean, that was one of the best performances that Chelsea have had probably since so, so, they, so, so they beat Swansea 5-0. I expect that City and United were going to play well over the first three games. I'm expecting United to play well when they were so inconsistent last season. They got the best manager in the world, and they signed Ibrahimovic, and everybody knew they were going to sign Pogba like three years ago. That's all well and good, but to automatically be already playing this well in your first few games, yeah, given the six or seven games actually gel, but to be playing this well and look so in sync so early, that's very surprising, man. 
Yeah, but I mean, I expected it. I don't know if something can be expected and surprising at the same time. But because I mean, Chelsea, it's still the same players. Like Costa has that. That's my point. Like, how are these players? How are they champions? Crap, and then competent. Like all in the space of thirteen months, it doesn't make too much sense to me. But that's what's happening. So it's it's surprising because I didn't know what to expect. If you see what I'm saying. I know. I, um, I mean, like, like I don't see what you're saying personally, but <laughs> I, do, no, 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 but I get where you're coming from. I mean, I just, you know, I just am respectful. Well, I'm, I'm saying that I expected City and United to be good. I didn't know what to expect from Chelsea. So Chelsea being good is therefore surprising. The same way, if they would have come out and had zero points from three games, that would have been surprising either way. Anyway. Yeah, well, and look, man, for me, I just feel that, look, Chelsea, they've definitely impressed me in the way that they've dug out and won games. Because, again, like, they've won convincingly against Burnley, and they've dug in and they've clawed through and just, you know, scraped through winning. So, basically, they've won in the two different styles, you know. So, that's been impressive. I just think that, like, the team who... Because, again, I've seen City's matches, and there have been instances where, like, they've really not held the game, but then they'll just get the penalty... Then they'll then get into their group, but there've been times when they've been out of the game. But the team that have consistently really just had a control of the match of the game has been United, and so. that's that's why I picked them to win the league at the beginning of the year, though, because I just figured that you get the players, you get the manager, you're going to get stability, and you have a person in. But did Mourinho have the players last season with 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 Chelsea? Say it again. Didn't Mourinho have the players last season with Chelsea? Well, he had players last year with Chelsea, but they had just won the league. And I call it golden badge syndrome, where the board, they were lazy and they didn't want to sign or spend money because they thought that, yo, we won the league by maybe seven or eight points. We don't need to spend money. And then the the club decided to go to Asia on a postseason tour. And then that extended uh, the preseason for maybe two or three weeks. So the players came back lazy, lethargic. And it was just, you know, it, it it wasn't a good season to start. And then you have Mourinho maybe angling to leave. People sometimes assume that maybe he was trying to get sacked. He went after the doctor in the first game. Mourinho's not going to attack the physio at Manchester United, I don't think. So you're going to get stability for at least three or four years from him before he starts going off the rails, which is inevitable. But I just figured that you give him Mourinho, who has something to prove, and you're going to get the best United. And the best United perennially has been a dangerous club. Hmm. Still, my view on that whole Mourinho Chelsea thing that there, there was a mutiny. You know, I just feel like if you know that the players mutinied and they just went against him. And I think what he's showing is why he is still the best manager in the world. But the thing again is like it's so funny that it's pretty much again it's very early in the season, but it's looking if we are believing the first few games that you know this could really be what we all predicted, i.e. three big-time managers in the Premiership with the three big clubs, and this being like a possibly a three-horse race. Mm. Speaking of, uh, just to kind of title, Manchester City, uh, you you said that they they have spells of control, but they don't look Mm. utterly dominant throughout a game. Mm. Sterling, as what might be like a weekly running occurrence um he looks good man i don't i don't know if pep got to him somehow or maybe the off season that he had he i don't know learned <laughs> how to play football wait, wait, he, wait, looks, wait. he I, looks better man i, can I, I can't tell lie 
someone tweeted out that um, Sterling is Pep's Robin now at Man City. That's what that's what I, I wouldn't go that far. Look, Sterling, he's looked good. Like for me, me saying he hasn't is just me hating. He has definitely looked good under um, Pep, and he looks effective. My view on Sterling hasn't changed. He's a player that I wouldn't pick. I don't think he's a that great a football player. He's just a particular specific weapon, which I think is personally is limited. So it's three games. It's three games. Like Negredo had was amazing for like 10, 11 games. The next season he was crap. So it's too early to now unequivocally say, yeah, man, Sterling, man, this guy in the pep, man, this guy is a Fuji. Give him his cred now. Give him his props now. But let's, before we become and be absolute, let us now see what he does for the full season. He's saying Sterling isn't a, a great footballer, and I agree. No, not, no. But he can be effective with the with the things that he does well. The thing he does well is run. <laughs> and I and, and I think if when you have teams who play kind of a low defensive block or they, they'll have possession of the ball and then you have players who can counterattack, either way in both instances, having a person who has electric pace and knows when to use it with the players that he has around him, whether it's Silva, Aguero, De Bruyne, these guys can find and know they have the kind of uh, football intelligence that can make up for maybe where Sterling lacks. You see what I'm saying? So mm. all he has to do is be effective in the one thing that he does well. What's going to happen, though, is the older he gets and the slower he gets, if he doesn't pick up the footballing intelligence to know when to run, to get a first touch, to just kind of understand the game better, he's going to fall off. And in that sense... I can understand why you say I don't see he's a great player. But right now, in Manchester City's system, I can see Pep making him an effective player. Maybe not a great one, but effective. So, I mean, comparing him to Robin, that's that's nonsense. You know, like, I think it's it's similar to um, Coman, you know. Even if I think Coman has a little bit more to his football game than Sterling, but Pep just sees a weapon in him and is using him effectively. But again, it's three games, it's early... Let's not jump any guns, man. Okay, know? so news news of the day. Uh, I was trying to hold off on this for as long as possible, but mm. while we're on, while we're on city, Joe Hart going to Torino, man. <laughs> but you know, why is that funny? That's a good move. Just because it's what makes it funny is one the word Torino. I think like Joe Hart going to Torino. I think that's pretty hilarious. Uh, one, I heard that uh, Sunderland might have wanted Joe Hart. And that would have been even more funny because that's, <laughs> he's England's number one. He's been Manchester City's starting goalkeeper for what the past six years, maybe maybe a bit longer. I think he's probably he's probably around four hundred appearances, mm. and Pep just comes in and he's like, "Nope, I don't want you." We probably could have talked about this last week, but what is a goalkeeper's function in a, in a football team? It's to stop shots, correct? Yes, it's not, it's not to be. A creative player. So I don't understand if Joe Hart, who has some of the best, you know, reflexes for a person who's six four and huge. Uh, why? Wh- I don't. I just like okay, yeah, Pep. He can't play with the ball at his feet. But if his function is to save shots, if he's the only player on the pitch, opposed from the only other goalkeeper who can use his hands, and he does that well, and he's been a part of Manchester City for the past however long, why are you? Why pick this battle to fight? You know, 
No, 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 no. Look, personally, I think that it's Pep just being Pep. And this is why, look, he's a great coach, very good coach, very revolutionary coach with his coaching methods and, and so forth. But this is the reason why I just don't really like the guy because I think he's got a personality problem. Like, you look at Bayern Munich. Why did he play Bart Simpson, a.k.a. Lamb, in defensive midfield? Why? Like, there was no reason to do it, but he did it because he just had to be different and say, you know what, I'm going to make a big, bold decision. I'm not going to put the best right back in the world in defensive midfield. So it, at City, again, okay, Joe Hart, you're not that great with your feet, so therefore I want to now get someone else and play Caballero ahead of you. What? I mean, why are you doing that? So, But I mean, he's doing it because he's just trying to prove and say, hey, man, I want to make big decisions and show us, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to make big decisions and actually succeed for my big decisions. Is it really a big decision if you're just going to sign Claudio Bravo? Like, oh, no, 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 it's a big decision. No, 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 no. I mean, is that really like, oh, he's showing his football genius if he's going to get rid of Joe Hart and then bring in Claudio Bravo, who's another good goalkeeper. You're not, you, I mean, you're not showing you're smart. It's, it's, not, it's not about football genius. It's you've come in and you've pretty much told England's number one. Remember, this is the English Premiership, not this, the Spanish League. So in the English Premiership, you know, I've told England's number one keeper that, you, mate, if you want to be a starting keeper, you need to go to Italy. That's a big move. To, to, to do it in England, in the Premiership. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. It's probably just Pep just trying to flex his muscle and yeah, say, no, look, I'm here, I've, I've arrived. He's just know? being bold, man. Just being a, a bold guy, man. So. You think they have something to do with it? Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> he's, he's insecure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you were Joe Hart and you could pick any club in the world to go to, where would you go? Does the club have to have me or just pick any club? Whatever, any any club? No, not just like if if you're looking for a top club in the world, what? Because I I have a club in mind that I would have tried to get to, and I and I'm just trying to see if you thought along the same lines. Um, I mean club. I mean, um, let me let me think. I mean, I I don't want to excruciate you because te- teachers, you know, you know how teachers do that, how they ask a question to the class and they know right. nobody's gonna have an answer. Hmm. That way, that way they can just seem smarter. That's what I did to you, so I apologize. I should have just said, Joe Hart should have gone to Liverpool. So you're going to put him ahead of Mignolet? Of course. Mignolet, he's almost not there sometimes. He's I think, you know, for me, I think Mignolet and Joe Hart are pretty much the same. Because, nah, bro. No, no, no. Let me explain. No, let me explain. Man. They both make incredible saves. How many mistakes have has Joe Hart made? I mean, all goalkeepers make mistakes, but compared yeah, to Mignolet... Johan has made like some, as in on the big stage, he's made some very costly goalkeeping errors. Like, look, you can look at the Ibrahimovic goal, you can look at the Iceland goal, you can look at the okay. Bale goal at the Euros, and okay. even the Euros by itself. He made two big errors just in one ton, ton tournament, which were, you know, almost like, one was critical, another one was a big error. That's not so, fair. That's not fair. You can't judge players off a tournament. Then how else do you charge them? This is the a tournament. This is the biggest thing. It's either the Euro, for 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 European teams. It's either the Euros or the World Cup. That's where you you judge the boys. Let's say perhaps like a player has a great tournament, and mm. people say he's now a great player based off one tournament, and then he ends up not being a great player just because you bought him off the basis of one tournament. By the way, mm. how does Hal Robson Kadu not have a club at this point after what he did with the Cruyff turn? It's surprising for me. Like I think, like there are a lot of teams that should actually buy that. that like Hull City need players. How come he's not 
Like no, on their team. I don't understand. Cash, man. No cash. Money doesn't grow on trees, bro. True. Okay. Anyway, but I'm saying if a player has a great tournament and you buy him and then he he doesn't turn out to be great, does anybody go back and say players that have crap tournaments might not have been crap? Sometimes good players have bad tournaments. Sometimes but, good players have bad runs. We saw Messi not you know, look that great. Well, at the end of the day, when you're scouting and you're looking towards the next season, you're saying, okay, how do these potential players play on the biggest stage? That's just what you do. You just, If you, you're watching a tournament and a guy is the star of the, of the tournament, you go, well, it's just a tournament where I don't really know how, how good he'll be. No, the automatic human thing is like, wow, look at how well he did in a major tournament, which... Everybody gives 110%, so you go for him. He may not turn out good, but the natural human thing is you've got to go for that best player. I 100% agree with that, but I'm just saying the the flip side of the coin must be true as well, that if a player has a bad tournament, but he's shown to be good in other areas, in club football, for instance, it's it's very much like Paul Pogba, if you want to look at it like that. I didn't think he had a fantastic Euros, but he played great for three or four seasons at Juventus, and people were just like, oh, he's going to go to United and flop based off two bad months with France. Did you not see the past three years in Italy where he, I don't want to say he dominated, but he was very, very effective for Juventus. He got to a Champions League final. He won three or four Scudettos. Uh, So you can't just say based off one tournament, a player is going to be bad. Going back to the Joe Hart point, what Liverpool don't have is, in my opinion, a top. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where would you rank Joe Hart in the Premier League hierarchy of goalkeepers? Um, I mean, look, he's—I mean, he has to be up there because I mean, like, because obviously Tim Howard left Everton, so stop it. He would have never been in this conversation. <laughs> no, no, Tim Howard, at a point, Tim Howard was very good. That guy's very good. So, okay, really, okay, 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 okay. There are four better goalkeepers than Joe Hart. Because you've got De Gea and Czech have to be like De Gea, Czech, Courtois, and Lloris. Other than that, Joe Hart is. Number five. I'd, I'd probably put no. I'd put Joe Hart ahead of Lolo Reese, man. I'd put you, ahead of... you put him ahead. Yeah. So he's. But no, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'll give you. I'll say De De Gea, Couture, Czech, and then yeah, um, Hart and. Uh, so yeah. he's the fourth best keeper in the league. I should no, 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 sorry, mistake. I'd put. I first of all, I'd put Minnelli ahead of Loris, and for me, it's interchangeable. Joe Hart and Minnelli. It's in, it's interchangeable. But mm. the point is. If you put him in Liverpool's team, you're not just getting the fourth best goalkeeper in the Premier League. You're going to get someone who's a communicator. Joe Hart seems legitimately insane and in a good way for a goalkeeper. Someone who's always in communication with his back four, someone who's marshalling the defense, um, someone who even if he makes a mistake, you still see that he has confidence in, in himself. I mean, the, the Liverpool's issue is going to be defense. They're always going to be able to score or at least have the the threat to score. But that defense in conjunction or combination with their goalkeeper, it doesn't strike fear or confidence in me. And I feel like if you put Joe Hart there, someone who can marshal a back four, especially in the Premier League, then you might have, you know, top four side, top five at least. So if I were Joe Hart, I would have tried to angle the move to Liverpool because I think that's the only other top club who needs a goalkeeper at this moment. Maybe Everton, but... No, you know what? I think what Everton would have been a nice move, man. I, I, I don't know why Ronald Koeman doesn't want to roll with that, because that would have been a very nice move for Johan, because it's a nice club, competitive, still you still in that limelight. So, yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't try and cop that. Mm. Also, 
in my quest to fix the Premier League, um, I would have sent Joe Hart to Liverpool. And I would, if I were Arsenal, after figuring out that Lacazette wasn't a possibility, instead of signing Lucas Perez, do you think they could have got a hold of Daniel Sturridge? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. It's, it's, it's Arsenal, man. Sturridge, man. That's not happening. That would be a match made, I think. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Arsenal getting storage, they can easily win the league. If they had Mustafi and, and a healthy Daniel Sturridge, I'll caveat that. You put Daniel Sturridge in a team with Ozil and Sanchez and Cazola and Xhaka and, I don't know, maybe you could play him with Giroud if you need goals at certain points. That is a threatening team to win the league. And, you know... No, 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 no for me. I, no, I think that um, it, it, getting storage would be huge, but I just don't see that being a reality based on Arsenal's transfer activity and how that they go about with transfers, you know? How much do you think Daniel Sturridge is worth? Well, you have his actual value. And then you have what Liverpool would be willing to sell him for. I so, mean, his, his, so his actual value is probably... In markets, in today's markets, I would say you, you've got to, you're looking at at least 60-something million. <laughs> see, see, I was thinking closer to 45. Klopp doesn't rate him. It's obvious Klopp would play him just because well, he's I mean, the no, best no, striker this, Liverpool this have. Just, but... This does nothing about rates. It's, like, it's about money. And if so, so you're telling me that Klopp would happily... Sell for forty five when he'll be told that you can actually sell him for sixty. Well, <laughs> one one I don't think any club would spend sixty million on Sturridge, so that's a dead horse. So I don't think anybody's paying sixty. Although I, you could say he's worth sixty. Like I could see a team quoting sixty, like we want sixty, but nobody's going to pay that. the The realistic thing is forty five. When you consider they bought him for twelve, forty five doesn't look too too much like bad business and i was gonna say and but it's more like a but mm. they sold benteke for 32 so maybe he's not maybe liverpool wouldn't sell Sturridge at this point if arsenal if they got Sturridge, they would win the league or potentially win the league because he has goals in him that's the player i'd go for not lucas perez whoever this is i don't know maybe he could turn out to be a version of Suarez. Nah, I don't. I don't know. But... Oh, he scores all his goals in La Liga and all that. Nah, like, don't, don't, don't give me that crap. They didn't get like Lacazette and Arsenal are screwed. Simple as that. How would I phrase this? I don't know enough about Lacazette. I can't say I watched Leon game in, game out. I, I was going to ask who do you think is better, Lacazette or Sturridge? But maybe that's not a fair question because we've seen way more of Sturridge. Watching both players, Sturridge is, is a better striker for sure. Yeah. But see, the best way for Arsenal to move, if you're going to keep Giroud, would, it, would be to play two strikers with Giroud and Lacazette if you could get him. Because I think that partnership would be better than Giroud and Sturridge. But, but exactly. So if Wenger's never going to do two strikers, the best one striker option that could be possible on deadline day is Sturridge to Arsenal. So Wenger, if you're listening, I'm going to give you at least a top two. Here. It's not gonna happen, man. There's nothing to even debate. It will not. I'm trying to fix percent. Arsenal here, man. Let me try to fix Arsenal. I'm trying to fix the Premier League, really. If you give Hart to Liverpool and you give Sturridge to Arsenal, you've basically fixed the Premier League. Uh, no, no, no. Liverpool need more than Joe Hart, man. They, they, they need a better, a better defense. So what? So do you think Joe Hart can stop twenty shots at a, at a time? Come on, like they need a better midfield and a better defense. Liverpool attack is great, counter attack is great, but their midfield and defense just leaks too many chances, man. You know, so 
I see. I think if you put the goalkeeper in the team, he could help the defense not concede as many shots by just yelling, you know, close down or just, you know, helping his players get in the spaces that they need to be. And I think a goalkeeper can do that, especially if one is loud and probably obnoxious as Joe Hart. I mean, but it still, it still goes deeper than that. It's still down to the manager and it's the skill of, of the defender, bro. That's, well, while we're here on Liverpool, the game of the week, Last week we predicted, well, I predicted a one-one, and uh, it was a one-one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you predicted a two-two, so it, you get a point because it was a draw, and we, you got the draw correct. I take three points because I got the one-one correct. So our table right now is Daniel at four points, and Mister Hope, you have a point. So, nice one. The game of the week this well is it this week? Yeah, it's this week. I think it's September second or the maybe the first or the second. Argentina hosts Uruguay in South American World Cup qualification. Your initial brief thoughts on Argentina Uruguay, assuming you know the big hitters are going to be in attendance. Just the players on the pitch, just not to really get trained. Messi and the Cano, all those guys. Well, it's going to be a very entertaining game. I mean, like it's easy the game to watch. Entertaining, but Uruguay, you know, they're 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 Argentina's Achilles heel, and they'll know how to get that cheddar. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a, a South American blockbuster mm. for 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 sure, man. And I think, look, man, it's the return of Messi, who was retired or is now not retired. So yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have an idea. Do you have a piece of paper around? Nope. Why? I was gonna say write down your score line, and then you read your score line. I'll read my score line. Well, right. to be honest, I I literally do not have any idea what the score is going to be for this for this game. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, like literally. I mean, I have no idea. Two one Argentina. Yeah. Mm. Although although I could see a one nil, Argentina. So is is Messi playing? He came out of retirement. He better be, if this is for the World Cup, because this is the the World Cup is going to be his last major tournament. So. The guy still has another You think he has two World Cups left? You think he's going to go to Russia and Qatar? Yeah, right. so in, in Qatar, he'll be like 32, 33, so why not? Maybe. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, man. Uh, so what's your scoreline, man? I got two one Argentina. I have no idea. You gotta pick. That's I have. To be honest, I have no idea. Like maybe give me like. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 okay, 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 okay. Are you gonna do a pre-match review? Are you gonna do a pre-match review on the hut? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll use that prediction that you that you make on, yeah. on the hut. So I, I have a two one, probably. I'd say Higuain and Messi to score, and wow. and, and probably a Godin header for Uruguay, maybe maybe Cavani, but uh, that's that's my scoreline two one. Mm, interesting. So yeah, we'll just we'll use your uh, have hope football hut preview for the game of the week. Well, that's that's, that's what they say. Okay. But anyway, either way, I'll be tied for the lead unless you pick an Argentina win, in which case. <sighs> I should stay at the top of the league. You said you wanted to talk transfer deadline day. The big ones really are um, obviously you got Zaza to West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
Look, Zara's it's a good signing, man. Don't laugh, man. It's a good signing. <laughs> That's a good signing. And um, dude, dude, no, 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 no. How much did they pay, or is it a loan? It's a loan with them due to a purchase. Yes, but how much is the purchase? Not sure. I think I, I think I saw something like like twenty sign. Twenty. Yeah, about 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 twenty sign mil. <laughs> well, it's okay. So you think it's it's a bad? It goes back to the same point that I just had. I mean, if you have a bad tournament, I don't think we should judge you off the bad tournament. So maybe that's being a bit harsh, just laughing at laughing at Zaza. But did Zaza have a bad tournament? He it was a bad penalty, but did he have a bad tournament? How many games did he play in other than that one? Yeah, he hardly played. So it's like you can't. So no, 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 no. So if he hardly played, and the one thing that he did was an infamous moment that will live on for the next two hundred years. That's not a bad tournament. Yes, that, it is. Is that, that is the worst tournament possible. If people are only going to remember you for one thing. Look, he took a penalty. What if West Ham? What if in West Ham? I think West Ham. I think it's a noble who takes penalties. So if it's not as easy to take penalties, then you know, then 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 then, then what um, conversation are we are we having here? You know. We're saying I, that that was like the worst, mo- <laughs> the best and worst moment. Uh, at Euro 2016. No, 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 no. From but at the end of the day, it's like you're they're, they're getting him to play as a striker in open play. They're not getting him to take penalties. So yeah, yeah, Zaza is a good player. That guy, he is a good striker. He was good for events. So for West Ham, that is a very good signing. Very I good wanted. Signing. Do, do you remember how uh, in the 2010 World Cup, Ghana played Uruguay? Asamoah Gyan. He had a penalty after the Suarez handball, and he skied it. It it hit the bar. Oh, did it? He missed. Let's just say he missed. And I remember he said that his mom told him. I think maybe his mother passed away, mm. and uh, his mother told him that he, that she didn't want him to take another penalty. Oh so yeah. Basically, so basically, stop taking penalties for Ghana. Mm. If if you were related to Zaza, would you tell him never to take a penalty again? Nope. And the difference is this: for Ghana, that was that could have been a historic moment. No, 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 no. For Africa, that could have been a historic moment. For Ghana. Every not, African not, I knew, except a few Nigerians, because there's... Not, not, well, honestly, maybe for that, but for Nigeria, no. Not enough for Nigeria. Nigeria win World Cups. Okay, we, we, could win. We, we, don't go to, we, we don't go to semis. We go to no, win no, World yeah, Cups. Yeah, no, no, but no African nation, I think, has ever been who to cares? the semis. Who cares? Okay, that's for Ghana. So, for yeah, Ghana... Yeah see, yeah, see, but Ghana and Nigeria, you guys have beef. Uh, I, I find it entertaining when you guys talk about your So for Ghana, it was a huge moment for Ghana, not for Nigeria, for Ghana. And he messed it up. So that would affect us like psychologically. Italy have won the have won the World Cup four times. They've won the Euros several times. So them missing out on a semi is not that big a deal. It's 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 Italy. And for Zaza, okay, wow, it's a big deal. Yes. So Italy they'll Easily bounce back, but for Ghana, it's going to be unlikely for that they'll ever be in a position like that again. For but for Italy, they're going to win. They're going to win the Euros eventually, very soon. So yeah, so for Zaza, of course you you take another penalty. I think I'd be kind of scarred, to be honest. Um, nah, no, 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 for me, like for he Gian, was a meme. There's no way he could have gone on Facebook or Twitter or anything and not seen the Running Man challenge or. We don't like. And, and it's simple for him. At the end of the day, like, just make sure you hit on target because it's worse to not hit the target than to hit the, the, the target. So he'll not know in his mind is that, look, mate, 
just play go go go, go for placement and that's it. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah you'd, you'd rather have it saved. Oh no, hundred percent. Like the and worst thing is not from the ball. Like like what Messi did for Argentina, that's just you know. Or like Baggio in ninety four, you know, mm. like just hit the target. <laughs> Come on, man, hit the target. Yeah. So Callum Chambers has joined Middlesbrough on a season long loan. I can just see a whole bunch of deals with players that we have no idea who they are. Balotelli moved to Palermo, please, oh, please. Has, has, has Balotelli moved? No, no, or, no. Or is it just in the works, like it's, it's a potential? Maybe basically, the only thing stopping it are his wages, but Palermo has said they're, they're working on it. Basically, Liverpool, Liverpool sort of agreed to it, so the only thing holding it up are the wages. Yeah, I was like, can't, can't Liverpool subsidize? That's what's uh, going to happen. Yeah, that's, basically, that's sort of what they're trying to do for them to sub- subsidize the whole thing so what do you think about Balotelli man like do you think he still has hope in my view because talent is talent talent never goes but again talent without hard hard work means nothing talent wise so we're not talking about hard work talent wise Balotelli has the most accurate shooting in the world as far as shooting accuracy he's the best in the world for shooting accuracy you think 100% 100% like I think I, well I mean if I'm thinking just off the top of my head is Frank Lampard still active? Maybe that's more Chelsea bias. What? Uh, Harry Kane. What? Harry Kane could find the far post from Mars. Oh, that clown from the Euros. <laughs> You're doing it again. You need that, to that clown from the Euros. Who, who doesn't even smell a shot on, on targets? Give me a break. No, look. Balotelli, that's his right foot, is the most accurate shooting right foot from any distance, any angle in the world. He's going to apply himself, my friend. If I know, play. man. And, but see, like, he lived so long on he's young, he can get it together. He's young, we'll take chances on him. Well, no, he, he can get it together. The older he gets, the less uh, chances he's going to get, man. And that's, that's the sad part. I'm going to look up an article I wrote about Balotelli, and maybe I'll read the ending of it. It's called Liverpool's Mario Balotelli, Why Always Him? And this is the ending. I don't know how long this will take to read. The trivial banalities of stories make projecting Balotelli's future difficult. When talking heads take definitive stances on him, they know at least half the population will agree, creating situations where the striker cannot win, only vilifying him further. In the right system, with the right manager, and in the right headspace, Balotelli can become a fantastic footballer. But that triumphant coming to fruition before his ceiling collapses appears more unlikely by the passing day. Balotelli once asked via his t-shirt, why always me? Your answer, Mario. You're supremely talented but cannot seem to get out of your own way. In moments when you do what is required, we, the media, simply cannot restrain from whipping the whipping boy. Slightly racial. (laughs) He can't get out of his own way. He needs and that's and that's his out. issue. For me, he has no more excuses. By the way, by the way, by the way, that was an exceptional piece of writing. I should add. Uh, well, that's one of the best. I mean, apart was... from the whole whipping boy thing, I mean, it was alright. Mm. The whipping, right. we can't. Well, I mean, also, so if he was white, that would have been fantastically yeah, written. Been but because he's black, I can't say whipping the whipping boy. It's 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 in bad taste, man. That's 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 just my personal view. I may be wrong, 
I feel it's important to use Wiggle Twin Boy. For I'm this. black, Double H. I can say these things. Who cares? You could coming from a racist place. And self hate. Have you ever heard of that? Self hate. <laughs> I don't have self hate. My brain is decolonized. You can still, you can still be, be, be racist and be as black as blacks. So that, 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 that is 100% true. And I will not deny that. But what, that came from a place of kind of love. And I and I place of hate. Racist place. You were trying to be racist, so, <laughs> so, so there we go. You know. Have you ever heard the expression "a whipping boy"? Do you know what that is? No, no, no. I've heard the expression, but the very fact of using the word "whipping" with someone like Balotelli, man, poor taste. I wouldn't do it personally. I would. I'd, I'd never write it. I'd write it and then I'd then delete it and then spank by myself for even doing something. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I have I have artistic freedom in that way, where I, I feel like I also as one of the only black writers on this website. So, 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 so um, I, I no, because I I get to speak about like racism and things like that that I don't think white writers would even dream of touching. Man. So I, I feel like that's that's a, a space so, where. So, so how come there not enough brothers writes on that your website? Is there some kind of a quota system or something? I have no idea. I wish more things had a quota system. You know what I mean? Well, we're gonna not get told that we're not playing the the race cards. So we, we better... There's no such thing as a race card. Racism exists. Either deal with it or don't. But it's there's no such thing as a race card. If something's racist, it's racist. I don't have to play a card to tell you the fucking truth. Whoa! Ah, someone's going deep. Nah, nah, I just hate what oh people are playing the racism card. She's playing the woman card. Like, nah, like sexism exists, racism exists. There's no card to play if this is the reality. This isn't a game. This is real life. What was our point in the beginning? Where should Mario go, man? You, you say Palermo. Let's him go to Palermo, Bego. Make when I go to Palermo. Look, he needs the right coach. If it feels at Palermo, it's over, yeah, I, see, I think he needs to go to a place where he'll get regular football and stay out of the limelight. So I think Palermo would be a great place where he can just kind of find himself. And also, if you stay there, you're going to get seen by the Italian national team way more, I, I would assume. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's, that's a good, like, remain in Italy. That's a very good thing because... Italian guys, they they really value people who basically they, they look at Italy first before they look abroad, unless it's like a big player like Verratti, you know. Mm. Um, any other transfer news? Balotelli. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I think we've already touched on Mustafi and Perez, and what's it called? Inter Milan getting in Jao Mario and um, Gabigol. But Inter well, is, 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 is is that official? Or is that just rumor? No, no, no. Jamario jo, jo, jo has already been. He's already signed. That's that, that's already happened. So he was presented before the game they played on Sunday, and mm. I think because he plays in Brazil, I think that's going to happen in January. All right, that's that's a good move. Also, that'll help the Boers transition, won't it? Getting yeah, but look, man, I think props, man, by selling, by sacking Mancini right in the middle of preseason, they messed themselves up. I mean, the same could be said for whole city too. No, what my friend has done is shocking because he, it's against the script. Halsey should not be doing this well. Two wins, and it's and that should have been a draw. It should it should be two wins and and, and a draw. They were minutes away from a from a draw against United. So, um, yeah, man, that's uh, hey, big. I mean, also speaking of that draw, Marcus Rashford, he didn't get selected for the England squad, and I believe big. big Sam's logic for the England squad selection was. 
if he starts more under Mourinho, then I'll pick him for England, and oh. also he'll and, and also he'll get better experience in wow. the under in, in the under twenty ones than he will with the England senior team. I'm no. thinking you picked no. Walcott, and you picked Mikel Antonio. No, no, Mikel Antonio. Um, that's a nice. No, that's. Well, a, I mean, yeah, yeah, but over Rashford. Har, no, Har, Hurricane. Hurricane should have been that squad. Should Rudy even be in the squad? Nope. Rooney, Hurricane shouldn't, shouldn't sniff that squad. Because I feel Defoe didn't make the squad. That's a travesty. Uh, Rashford, Rashford. Should, Rashford should be in the squad, and Ross Barkley should be in the squad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Barkley, Rashford, and Defoe, man. I mean, and you have Kane, Rooney, and, and Theo Walcott in the team. And Storage, who now has beef with club. Hurricane, who hasn't started the season well, had a crap Euros. Walcott, who is still reminding people that he has still damage. I mean, and, and the logic to say because Rashford doesn't start, uh, he play that dies when you look at Sturridge, correct? Yeah. But Sturridge isn't starting for Liverpool. As a matter of fact, he's at odds with his manager, who wants to play him wide when he's oh, obviously a number nine. So he flopped, man. He he, he flopped, bro. He, he flopped. He hasn't picked enough strikers to go four four two, has he? As Vardy, Kane, and Sturridge, I don't think you're going to play four four two with three strikers. So I, I'm very interested to see what England do uh, with the players they have at their disposal because I think we both thought that Sam would probably go back to kind of rudimentary English football, standard four four two, strike partners, tough defense, you know, solid midfield, solid, and it, and it looks like. He's just gonna revert to kind of Roy Hodgson, probably four two three one. Look, I th- look, I, th- I think that like it's for England. I look at that squad and I'm like, cheers. It's not that different <laughs> from, from the Euro squad, apart from drink water under Antonius. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Uh, yeah. So right. I mean, uh, uh, just touching on Rashford a bit more. What 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 do you think his ceiling is? Because every time I look at him, I, he gets better. Rashford, I think the guy has potential to be like, you know, sort of like a tier two kind of player. So not really like tier one, I world class, one of the best in the world, but like that's like middle to top of tier two. Mm. And that's like his real, that's basically his ceiling. Like you can be like a tier two top player. So like if you had to, so he's in basically where Sturridge is now, maybe. That's that's his ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, storage based in the Premiership, not in the world. As in storage is not a tier two in the world, you know. Oh, you think Rashford can be tier two in the world? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because so, like, the so, thing about him is that remember. So, oh, like, so so like Diego Costa. Yeah, might be yeah. tier two. Like yeah, just yeah, below. Yeah, 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 Costa. Yeah. Yeah. So in that kind of bracket. Or like, or like, what's it called? Or like, what's his name? And Carlos Baca. Oh. Yeah. That's a striker Arsenal should go for too. Like to say, there's no strikers in the market. That's just ridiculous. No, 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 Rashford, the guy is good man. Like, like before, I thought it was hype, but when I just saw how he was playing, he's so he, direct. His dribbling, his, his aware, his, his, his even his awareness in the box. The inside, now the guys, the guy, the guys are very nice player. Man, the guys very nice player. Yeah, man, and he, I think he's only eighteen. That's scary. <laughs> you know, yeah, he was doing his. He was doing his A levels in this past summer or something. So, I agree. I can kind of see him once he fills out and he 
he gets a better understanding of the game. I can kind of see him, yeah. Not world-class tier, but top player tier. Um, yeah, yeah, believe that. Also, did you see Sergio Aguero put an elbow on Winston Reed? What is that about, man? Oh, look, oh, look, who knows, man? I think <laughs> maybe he just had, like, some kind of flashback to, like, his, his wife. Well, Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, if I can't say whipping boy, I don't think you can promote domestic violence. No, look, I said I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> so, look, he, look, he, 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 the guy just went mad. Moments are, hey, moments are no, mad. He's done that before. I mean, I don't know if you remember, he two-footed David Luiz one time. There was there was a gif of that going around. Um, mm. Yeah, it was... Like it's, 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 it's strange, man. Why would you do that? It's like, And especially with the Manchester Dutch. Derby to come as well. There's no way the FA is suspending him before the Manchester Derby. I refuse yeah. to believe. What you said? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Because they want all the good players to be available, and, and I don't. And, and, and I, I don't think they're going to suspend him. Quiet. Say it again. And you think Mourinho will will keep quiet about it? I think Mourinho, if he talks about it, it will work against him because the FA doesn't like Jose Mourinho too much. What can they say? Because Mourinho can say, um, let's be consistent with this. We have video footage of him having violent conduct of an offense which other people have gotten um, suspended for. So why should he be treated differently and other players were treated in a different way from Aguero? So therefore, you're not being consistent. So he's got a very strong, objective, law-abiding case. I mean, I I can tell you what's going to happen. The game is on September 10th. What's mm-hmm. going to happen is the FA will be reviewing the case up until maybe September 11th or September 12th, and then they'll charge him for misconduct or violent conduct. So he'll get to play the game and then get charged afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a props, yeah, props. Uh, that, way, that way he gets to play the game and he'll get charged at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they'll take this two week off and say, we're reviewing cases from you know, the lower leagues for however many weeks. Oh, that, also, have you heard about um, in 2019-20, England are going to have five tiers, not just four. So there's going to be the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two, and then League Three. Wow. So that would give the FA a few more teams to have things to review like <laughs> in four or five, in four or five years' time. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to review – the Aguero elbow, nothing is clear. We have other cases we need to deal with. And then, uh, you know, a couple of days after he plays the game, we're going to charge him. How do you feel about international breaks as a rule, like in general? Like, do you like international breaks because you like international football? Or do you wish that there was like maybe one international break a year and we didn't have to stop club football four times a season? For me, I, I think it's... First of all, it's an assessment. For me, to be honest, I really I don't watch friendlies. International friendlies, I think they are pointless. But at the end of the day, it's a necessity because if you have a qualifier, you need at least one game to prepare for that qualifier. And you do need a break to get your team in. Because remember, you only see your team how many times a year and because they are playing for their club. So it's, an, it's not even about what I prefer. It's a necessity based off qualifiers. Mm. So. That's that's a sensible way to look at it. There are some good friendly matches this week, though. You're not going to watch Belgium Spain. 
No, no, actually, you know what? Germany, Finland, that is Podolski <laughs> and Schweinsteiger's last game. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were making a joke, but... Uh... <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's your final game, so yeah, that's uh, it. Italy play France. That should be a good friendly. Oh, yeah, she had that Well, because the European friendlies, I was looking for the uh, the match of the week. Um, mm. Not the European friendlies, the World Cup qualifiers, there's nothing good there. Oh, yeah. There's, no. there's nothing good there, but the friendlies... Belgium, Spain, I feel like that's probably a really good one. Because Thierry Henry is now coaching yeah, Belgium. Did you see the um, tweet by Matsui? By who? Is it, is it, is it Matsui or Batsui? The the Chelsea striker? Yeah. Batshuayi. Oh, Batshuayi. So basically, Batshuayi. Like, Batshuayi. Basically, he, he put out a tweet where he's really like listening to what Henri is saying. As and, he fucking and, should. <laughs> you know, he then tweeted saying that like, I never listen to my parents like this. <laughs> yo, yo, his Twitter account is amazing. He's, oh, because he's... Oh, the guy joke, jokes around a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's very interactive um, with his fans. Belgium, I, have we talked about this before? How Belgium got a new manager and they didn't fix, they didn't adjust anything? Like, they went from Wilmot to... Martinez. It's, it's 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 look. It's it's like it's 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 a mess. <laughs> do you know what it is? Do, do you know what it's it's just them throwing their hands up. It's like look, we understand that we had we have horrible fullbacks here in our country at the moment. So you know what? Let's not even try. <laughs> if we're gonna go attacking, let's get one of the best forward-thinking managers, maybe in his age range or price range, perhaps. Yeah. So I think Martinez is a better attacking coach. Than Wilmot's, and they're just saying, you know, screw the defense, and maybe, um, maybe it'll work. They'll still fail for it because the thing is that you have great attacking players. What you need is a good, strategic, pragmatic coach. Because if you now get a pragmatic coach, that means that he's going to get your defense playing well, but also he will make De Bruyne, Mertens, Carrasco, Hazard, Lukaku just effective. Because you know that he has the skill. Yeah, I mean, look at Conte and Mourinho and what they, they did with Hazard. So it's like, that's what they did. They did a pragmatic defensive coach who can just get the defense proper structure and just build the team in a way in which they just get goals and, and win games. It's not about looking good or looking entertaining. It's about winning games. So getting Martinez, man, that's a flop move, man. Flop move. But I was just wondering, like, maybe they think, let's just go all out with uh, with attack. Let's, oh, see how, let's see how that works. Really and, then, and then bringing in Thierry Henry. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean look, yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. And to, look, think, I, and to think Arsenal let him go from the youth development, why would you do that? Well, in Wenger's defense, man, look, man, it's, I mean, you, you can't insult a team that employs you. You can't but, do that. But if he's telling the truth. No. Nah. Sorry, conflict of interest. You, 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 can't, you can't do it. That's, it's it's un, un, unprofessional. And Wenger is right in saying you have to choose either you're a full-time Aslan person or you're a pundit. Because it's a conflict of interest. And Do you know what it, it just... is? Do you, do you know what it is? It's it, probably to the, to the voice of the fans of Arsenal Football Club, I mm. would assume or expect Thierry Henry to have more sway than Arsene Wenger. So if Arsene comes out and says something, and Thierry comes out and says something. I would assume more Arsenal supporters would flock to Henri's voice mm. over Wenger's. So you can't send that mixed message and have it come from one of your club legends who people are going to believe all the way. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a very true point. But I think just based off a pure 
employment job thing. It's a conflict of, of interest. Also, why would you want... There's a saying in American football that the most popular player on the team is the backup quarterback. Basically saying the first choice selection is always going to receive more flack. Therefore, people are always have a favorable opinion of the number two. If he kept Thierry Henry at Arsenal, and let's say Arsenal has had a bad start to the season, which you could argue they did, people would be wanting, let's try Thierry Henry as manager. You see what Zidane did with Real Madrid and this and that. People would want Thierry Henry as a manager, so maybe you just get rid of him. You excommunicate him from Arsenal. Get rid of a, a threat to your throne, perhaps. Well, Conspiracy. <laughs> No, so, uh, do we do we have any questions? Yeah, man. Um, from Kadim, um, he said that is also now the best player in the Premier League. I mean, because he did he did ball against Watford, you know, and played well when he came out against Leicester. He's one of the best. I can't I can't say he's the best man. Come on. De Bruyne's better than him. Hazard looks like he's better. Sanchez might be better. Mm. Um, Rooney. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, I actually I gave that a bit of thought and I was like, he's trolling me. <laughs> Rooney's one of the worst. Players. Uh, I, I, I don't want to mention any goalkeepers, but I'd say De Gea's. Uh, Aguero? Would, would you put Aguero over Ozil? I mean, he's up there. He's top 10. Well, maybe. I mean, as, as of right now, for what he's doing, Aguero's one of the best, you know. For what is how he effective he's in his proposition, he's one of the best man. He's sick. It's a good question. Where where Ozil ranks? He's not number one. No, 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 no. For me, I say he's definitely top six, top seven, top six or top seven. You know, he's. If you want to just look at number tens, he's top two. He's there with De Bruyne. I'd say. Is is, is De Bruyne really a playmaker? Top number ten. I mean, I I think. If you look at the positions, like if you just wanted to go by numbers, he's not a six or an eight, and he's not a winger, I wouldn't say. Yeah, it's, for me, I think the only other player you can think of is Ross Barkley and, and, and maybe Mata. Yeah, but they're not on Ozil's level. So. Yeah, yeah, for me, and I think yeah, Ozil's so, I mean, So if you're looking at number 10, I, th- I think pure number 10, he's the best number 10. I'd put him above De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, as far as a playmaker, yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's him. If you just want to go playmakers, him, De Bruyne, Silva, Mata, and Silva's right, but I don't think that's my list. Liverpool don't really have anybody like that. Tottenham. Oh, Ericsson, but he's not on Ozil. So so you wouldn't say Coutinho is a number ten? Yeah, but see, I wouldn't call Coutinho a playmaker. He's a straight out attacker. He's looking to score for himself more than get assists. I mean, Ozil can hang his hat on being the best number ten. But the best player uh, with Aguero, with guys like De Gea doing that thing, not quite, not quite. Uh, any more questions? Um, that's that was that was it, bro. Wow, that only was... one question. Did you have any questions, or do you have any topics? Uh, yeah, you want, I do. I do, I do have a quick question. My question is this: based off Russia's um, ban from the Olympic Games, no, sorry, from the Paralympic Games and the whole. Controversy with them in the Olympics. Are they giving people in wheelchair steroids? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is going on? For me, I still feel look, we we don't know the full thing, but look, that's what's happening. So I don't know the details, but should Russia um, be allowed to host the World Cup in 2018? No, and not only for that, it's 
Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. I'm not going to Russia, so I don't care, okay? Because I'll be able to watch the World Cup through my television. Um, I'm not going to Russia, just based on how I look. You know, the, look, man, Russia's all right, man. just need to know, know the right places to go to, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? That whether well, they should host the World Cup. Yeah. Screw it. Let them, like, I think, yeah, who cares? Yes, they, they should. Well, Doesn't actually, mean that I'm going. <laughs> Doesn't mean that I'm going, but yeah, why, why, why not? Here's my issue with this whole thing. Hmm. Um, the 2022 World Cup, right? The one that's in Qatar. People, Qatar, Qatar. is it Qatar or Qatar? Qatar, Qatar. And how come there's not a Q after the or a U after the Q in because Arab, it, Arabic it, languages? It, it, what is that it, about? Dumb language that doesn't make sense. So it shouldn't it be Q U A T R. Anyway, uh, my issue is the Qatar World Cup. People are kind of against it because one, why would you have a World Cup in the summer? in the desert and i think they've moved it now that it's going to be in the winter when it's cooler but the the human rights violations that are going on where they're basically taking people they're taking advantage of people to build stadiums and just build the infrastructure so there's people from like india uh philippines indonesia uh people that are from you know the middle eastern region that are being taken advantage of um, the contractors are like basically taking people's passports and IDs and whatnot, and just keeping people in Qatar to build. Sounds like, sounds like fun. No, nah, it's 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 horrendous actually what's going on, but there's not too much attention being paid to the 2018 World Cup in Russia, where Russia, if you want to look at it, just based off their their treatment of non-white people, let's say. I wrote something about Hulk maybe a year ago, where they were doing monkey noises and they were chanting at people. I mean, and we've had cases in Russia where Roberto Carlos... Oh, yeah, Brana's uh, been on the page. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Christopher Samba, Yaya Toure, uh, Emmanuel Fringpong. But, 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 but these, I mean, but, 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 but these, be real, Danny, like, do you really believe that? Because for me, I'll be shocked if that happens. I'll be shocked if on the biggest sporting stage in the world, do you believe that Russia would allow that the Russian police, who these guys can kill you if if, if they want, would allow themselves to be shown to be racist on the because remember who watches the do, Russian? Do I think that the police would want themselves to be seen as racist, no, or do no, no, I think no. the police care? No, 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 no. Russia. I'm talking about Putin. I'm talking about the establishment. I don't think do they think... care. I I think that's part of racism is that you don't care. No, 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 no. But you have to understand this is about politics. It's about politics and how you view yourself. It's like, the very point that you're getting this World Cup is, I remember you want tourism. Tourism means money, and you want people to come to your place. Because they the yeah, Russia may be racist, but they have some of the most beautiful scenery out there. So they're using this World Cup as a way to say, hey man, we're actually a great place. Look at all of the, the lovely places that we have come to our country. Why would anybody want to come to your country and give you money? And give you tourism money if you show yourself to be racist. Double H, Double H, what what is the most progressive city in Russia? Maybe Saint Petersburg. Okay, and I'm gonna read this from BBC Sport. Um, actually, this is it's in an article I wrote. Uh, two years after receiving the World Cup hosting duties, one of the more telling episodes in Russian football culture was broadcast. 
Zenit St. Petersburg, the same club Hulk currently plies his trade for, received an open letter from its largest supporting group. Per BBC Sport, the 2012, not 1812, the 2012 letter included, the absence of black Zenit players is an important tradition that underlies the team's identity and nothing more. Basically, supporters of Zenit St. Petersburg, who we both agree St. Petersburg is probably the most progressive city in Russia, Mm. Their football club, who is probably the big one of the biggest entities in St. Petersburg, as football clubs are some of the biggest entities in every city, they didn't want black players. Hulk isn't even dark skin; he's brown skin. But yeah, he's still, I, mean, and, I think, but he's still and, looks and he's one of the best footballers that's probably ever played in the Russian Premier League. That being said, they wrote a letter that said we don't want black players Look, in St. Petersburg. Well, I'm not. You I've can't get rid of that. It, it's 2012. What they're going to get I'm rid still, of that in six I years? Agreed with this in that. Of course, Russia is racist. Of course That's, it is. So, so I know. So Russia, of course, there's going to be race. You're going to have Nigeria possibly in the World Cup. You're going to have Ghana in the World Cup. You're, gonna, you're trying to tell me nobody's going to make any monkey sounds. That's I'm telling you in right. Mass. I'm telling you right now that if Russia go ahead during the World Cup. I will be shocked if they allow it to happen. Russia, because... well, also, Russia are going to qualify automatically. So if they get put in a group with an African team, even it doesn't even matter. North African, Morocco, Algeria, hopefully Uganda will make the World Cup. But after I've saw the group, they're not going to make it. So I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to. We got a bad group, man. We're in there with Egypt, Ghana. No, no, we're not, no. not going to make it. No, you're not sniffing anymore. But yeah, but if they get put in, the, in that group, it, there's no way that there's not going to be any incidents. There were incidents between England and Russia. I mean, come on, at the at the Euros, and people are all like, "Oh, you have to look at the human rights violations of 2022." I'm like, "No, look at the human rights violations in 2018." There's no way I'm going to Russia. Daniel, I'm saying to you, look, I will say it again. We don't want I'm black players in our team. Are you fucking kidding? Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me land. Let me land. Let me let, let me land. I'm not going to Russia. That's 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 number one. Number two is yes, Russia is racist. I know Russians who told me Russia is racist. Of course, it's a racist country. And even if there's no racism as World Cup, doesn't mean that there will not be any racism in Russia. There always will be. That's just a fact. From Russians who I know have told me that there is racism there. But my point is that this is based on pure logic. Getting these World Cups, even vying to get these World Cups, is you showing yourselves to be a country that can attract tourism. You're getting the World Cup in order to attract more people and let more people be known about your country because tourism is one of the biggest pieces of income for a government. Mm -hmm. So it makes no logical sense if the government and the establishment allows anything to hamper their image, which will hamper the money you get from tourism. Hence why I'll be shocked if the establishment allows them racism or anything to be shown. So even if there is racism, I'll be shocked if the soldiers' army don't stamp it out so they don't allow BBC, CNN, Al Jazeera, and all these people to report upon it. That's what I'm saying. Because, because, because then again, it's like, why do you want the World Cup there? So, yes, we want the World Cup so to prove that we are racist, so everybody in the World Cup shows that we are racist. Okay. Then nobody now goes to your country, so and you get no tourism. So what was the point of even getting the World Cup in the first place? <laughs> because getting World Cups is not just for hosting it; it's for 
in the future to get tourism, to get, oh, okay, this is pretty nice a place to be. I'm going to come here again. I'm going to spend more money here. I'm going to invite people to come here like in the future. I agree. And I actually, I'm, I'm going to read again. This is the third time I'm going to read something that I wrote. But uh, this is just my opinion, and I don't want to like stray too far from my opinion. But here's what I said, and it, it kind of goes with, with what you're saying. Um, I said, giving the 2018 World Cup to a nation struggling to promote racial and gender tolerance, much less acceptance, seems a continuation of a troubling pattern, one that should have been long arrested before. I can only hope in three years' time, Russians will act like my brother and I did whenever company arrived. No matter the day's occurrences, if one of my parents' friends stopped by our home, we were immediately on our best behavior, making sure we upheld the Taluk name to the best of our ability. And, and, I, and I think that if the government can promote that or foster that sense of we need to be on our best behavior, that things can at least have the appearance of being better. You know what I mean? Mm. But to say that you can erase, and I'll just, to, you cannot erase societal woes rooted and growing for centuries in the space of three years. And I, and I don't think that you're not going to have any incident. And I, I, I wouldn't even expect that. I wouldn't say, oh, let's not give them the World Cup because no one's going to be racist. That's stupid. But should they have gotten it in the first place? Probably not. Well, we, 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 we don't know how it all went down, man. But look, man. All of course we know man. how it went down. How did Qatar get a World Cup? People paid yes, for it. Yes, we don't. Look, man. They got it. All the stuff about all day. Who cares? Look, they, look everybody is, is corrupt. Even FIFA is corrupt. So look, it's all fair and in love and war, in my view. Uh, we can we can just only hope for the best, you know. Right? <laughs> Isn't there a saying? Um, things th- things can only get worse or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like uh, expect the worst, hope for the best. Things can only like get that. worse. That's the saying. Things can only get worse, so might as well just. <laughs> Where is that a saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, that no. That is it. Things can only get worse, so you know, just might as well just enjoy yourself and laugh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, and I think it was Michael Jackson's birthday. No, today's Michael Jackson's birthday. My birthday's in two days. Ooh! Well, actually, 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 when when people hear this, my birthday is tomorrow. So, August 31st. There's a lot of good birthdays in August, man. I share a birthday with Chris Tucker. That's my claim to fame. People, like one of my cousins was born after Michael Jackson died. Do you know how crazy that is? That's wild. So when did when did when did he pass? Two thousand two thousand nine, twenty fifth wow. of June. Damn, he's a legend, man. <laughs> still, still the best, man. Still the best. Oh well, do you rate anybody above Michael Jackson? I guess is what oh. the best question I should ask. So he's like your number one entertainer of all time. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. There's no one better. It's simple as I mean, it's not. It's not even an argument or a discussion. There's no one better than MJ. Yo. Oh, um, Dude was performing from from the age of five. What up? <laughs> Hit me. Best best album, Off the Wall Thriller. Off the Wall. Hundred <laughs> percent. Do you say Thriller or Off the Wall? Off, off the Wall, man. Thank oh. you. <laughs> because if you had said Thriller, then we'd have to do like a special thing, so we actually have a beat down. I mean, I'm sorry, like only people who understand MG know that Off the Wall was his best album. It wasn't Thriller. Thriller. Listen to Thriller. That's, it's not that great an album. It has some good tracks. It has some amazing tracks, but listen to it fully from beginning to end and be objective. Forget about the whole hype and everything. Just listen to it objectively. There are some very, you know, throwaway songs on that album. Off the Wall is very strong. 
beginning to win. It's it's just watertight beginning to win. I mean, so, don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you, girlfriend. Girlfriend, she's out of my life. It's the falling in love. Can't uh, help it. Album is amazing, man. And Thriller. Know. I mean, I don't even like the song Thriller. If I'm being honest. No, no, no. See, that's the whole point. The song itself, Thriller. It's not that great a song. The, the, the video is amazing, but I don't like the song. Like, same thing, like, like Beat It is not a good song. The music video is amazing. Same like Smooth Criminal. It's not a good song, but the music video. So <laughs> a lot of the songs on, on, on Thriller, listen to the songs by itself, eh, it's not that great. But like, I mean, for me, the best okay, track on Okay, Thriller, you, you want to be starting something, I can, I can get with that. Uh, Human Nature. Beat It. Billie Jean. PYT. PYT. That's the best song yeah. on the album. For me. No, no, no. For, for me, it has to be Human Nature. No, no. Yeah, Human Nature is the best song for me. Human Nature. But I mean, yeah, off the wall. I, I actually, I find that <laughs> that uh, a lot of people, the dominant society, wink, wink, thinks that Thriller's better. Because and, I, and the argument is, Thriller sold more copies, therefore it must be better. Which is a nonsensical then, argument. No, 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 no. Because no, that no. because that's like saying Avatar or. But no, Titanic is the no, greatest no, no. movie of all time. Like, stop. Break it down. The easiest way to break it down is that it sold most records because he created music videos nobody had ever seen before. Mm. So people saw music videos that had never ever been seen ever before ever from like a popular musician. So it's made people buy the album based off the music video. Like people like Thriller because of the music video. Also, also, in that time, I don't think they were selling singles like that. So the only way that you could probably get, or the easiest way to get a, a hold of the song Thriller, yeah, that's by the album, was buying the album. So that kind of inflates the sales. Nowadays, you can go on iTunes and pay ninety nine cents for a track. Yeah, hey, look, it's all. Awesome. I mean, even like <coughs> that whole feeling of just buying an album. Like some people, like some kids, don't even have that feeling of like buying, this. like a, a a record though. It's like a like oh, yeah, the record. Oh, yeah. Machine and you put the little thing on <laughs> the needle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have that crackling sound. Yeah, man. Wow, that went off topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this yeah, is Talking Tactics episode 11. You know, we're only 11 years old, man. I, I feel like we're doing pretty good. Look, man, you know, we're, we're doing all right, man. Remember, you know, obviously, the key thing is just keep spreading the word, man. If you like the thing, man, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, you know, do all that thing, man. Follow us on soundcloud uh subscribe on itunes leave a rating or or a review and uh if it's good we'll read it we might even read it on on air follow us individually on twitter you can look at the art and get our handles subscribe to the have hope football hut and uh yeah man it's talking tactics sometimes funny sometimes serious always football <laughs> And we'll see you guys next Tuesday, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.